Hello and welcome to the Four Press Podcast presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusek, and this week I'm joined by Adam Shupak and Steve DiMeglio, and it's finally here. Ryder Cup time. It's time to find out who the hell is going to be on the United States team. Steve Stricker gets to announce his captain's picks very, very soon, and I sat down with Adam and Steve to talk about not only who we think Steve Stricker is going to be picking with his six captain's picks, but who we think he should be taking with his captain's picks. We go long on Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Harris English. A couple of surprise picks also from the fellas. And uh, we tell you guys who we think should be on this team. So sit back, enjoy. It's finally here. It's Ryder Cup. So it's finally here. It's Ryder Cup time. And I'm joined by both Steve DiMeglio and Adam Shupak to go over the Ryder Cup. Uh, this is the reason why Steve Stricker is getting paid some big bucks, boys, to, to make some big decisions. We we know some of the guys who are going to be on the team, the top qualifiers, and we'll run down those real quick. It's Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, and we hope Brooks Kepka. although obviously, you know, the, the injury that forced him to withdraw from the Tour Championship may or may not, we're recording this on Monday afternoon, leave him off, which could give potentially Steve a bonus pick, if I understand the formatting right. So so it would be potentially a seventh captain's pick for Stricker, if that's the case? It was a wrist injury, though. Wrist injuries, we got we to gotta wait and see on that. But uh, yeah, if, if that's the case, Stricker will get another pick. We get a little bit of an idea uh, over the course of the year about who are some of the guys that, while they may not have qualified, I think that we're all of us in agreement that the next three players that were up on the list are pretty much stone cold locks. Like I want to hear an argument from anybody and tell me if it's not a stone cold lock for Tony Finau. I mean, do either of you guys think that there's any way in hell that Tony Finau is not on this team? I, I would take him for sure with his length yeah, and weight. He, he was, uh, he nearly won the, the 2015 PGA there. So I think he's a super fit for that course and playing, playing real well with the victory and Northern trust. He's, he's, he's going to get selected for sure. Steve, the same thing from you? Absolutely. I mean, this is a big ballpark. They could tip it out to almost 7,800 yards if they want to. And you got you need length. And he just won, you know, at the Northern yep. Trust. Um, and Tony can play with anybody. And I mean, he can Absolutely. play with anybody. And that could be important. You, you bring up a really good point. His victory, how many people came out? Even John Rahm, who he defeated, was like, how can, if you don't like Tony Finau, you've got a problem. Everybody, it seems like he. It seems like he's the kind of guy you could pair with any number of players, and the guys are going to like playing with Finau. I agree. I think Tony Finau, Stone Cold Lock. If we're presuming for right now um, that the wrist injury Brooks Kepka is in, that would give us seven. My next lock, um, Adam Shupak. Is there any way in hell that Xander Shoffley is not on this team? I don't think so, and I think he's going to partner with Patrick Cantley. Two of them, uh, they play together all the time. They had success together. At the President's Cup in 2019, I, I think he's a stone-cold lock. Demeglio, do you also agree? Do you, do you think that there's any way that Xander Shoffley is not on this team? That gold medal is going to look nice in that team room, and he's going to be showing yep. it off. He's going to be inspiring the guys. And if there's any indication if he's going to play with Cantley or not, they're going on vacation together with their significant others in Napa earlier this week, probably heading there right now. Um, and they played so well in the President's Cup, yes, the gold medalist, Xander Shopway, is definitely a lock. I 100% agree. So that theoretically should get us now to eight. My last stone-cold lock is going to be Jordan Spieth. I don't see any way. Steve DeMeglio, you tell me. 
is there any way that Jordan Spieth is not on this team? Unless he breaks his leg between now and then. I mean, there's absolutely no way. I mean, he joked to us at the Tour Championship that, you know, he's told Strix, you know, Jordan's told me, I mean, Justin's told me that if I don't get picked, I'm not going to go. I'm going to boycott. So, you know, they went 3-0. and They went 3-1 and as a team in Paris. They were one of the bright spots of that fiasco in Paris. He's Jordan Spieth. He's played pretty much as well, nearly as well as anybody this year. He's back winning. He's back contending. He's back looking like Jordan Spieth. And he's played in three of these. And I'm telling you, it's experience is going to count. It always does in the Ryder Cup, I think. Um, yeah, Jordan's locked, and Justin Thomas has his partner. Shupak, you agree? Uh, he's in and most likely will be playing with JT? Yeah, I mean, the last three – the the, the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, he sort of – I didn't really like his form, to be honest, but – uh, overall, what he's done, he, he's he's all the way back, and uh, the, the pairing of him and, and JT, I think, is a is a no brainer. Okay, so if we get Brooks Kepka to be healthy, and you know he's in the six, we just named three, so now we're at nine, and so now we have we can have a lot of discussion about players basically now for three spots. Um, so for just now, let's presume that Brooks Kepka is going to be healthy, is going to play. Stricker now has three more captain's picks in order to fill out his roster. Steve, you mentioned that you think experience is going to be especially valuable in this Ryder Cup. Obviously, having good Ryder Cup experience can be nothing but beneficial. Why do you think, though, that the experience is, is going to be something that, that Stricker might be looking to get potentially out of some of his captain's picks? Well, if we're correct so far, he already has four rookies on his team. And I granted, and I know Xander Schauffele is not a, is a rookie technically, but he's a rookie. Tony Finau, I mean, uh, Patrick Cantley would be a rookie. Um, Colin Morikawa would be a rookie. He's got three right there. And the fourth, who I think is the nearest lock to being a lock, who isn't a lock, would be the fourth rookie. And to me, that would be Harris English. He's a... Similar version to Tony Finau, really long, won twice this season, and he can play with anybody. And I mean can play with anybody. So if you do that, if I'm correct there and Shoop and I are correct in our first 10, if he thinks, if he agrees with Harris English, that gives his team four rookies already. And the little I know about Strix and Davis Love the third, one of his assistants, and Zach Johnson, one of his assistants, and Jim Furyk, one of his assistants – I don't know if they want to go much farther than that. And so I think that will play into how the picks will play out. But I've given my 10th one, and that would be Harris English. Shupak, um, I've got this list right here, uh, me doing some stats. You know how I love me some stats. Harris English, um, amongst the guys that I've got as potential, and certainly people that we're going to talk about, one of the elite putters out there. Um, he is excellent strokes gained putting. Off the team from the fairway can be a little bit hit or miss. What do you think about Harris English as being another one that should probably get the nod? And would you give him the nod? I think Harris English is going to get the nod. He was 10th in the standings. He, he's done all the things that we typically like to see heading into the Ryder Cup. I think Steve Stricker picks him. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I think he'd almost be my 13th guy if it was if it was me. And and it wouldn't be me, but I, I just I just don't know if he's the big game hunter. There are a couple guys out there that I think will get would just would just earn points. Like I don't I know they're maybe farther down the stats. They haven't won twice like like Harris, 
but I just believe like in my gut that somebody like Kevin Kisner is gonna is is a is a match play savant. Yeah. Um there's just some guys out there that I, I personally would take over, but I do think he's I think Harris is gonna be on the team and he could be really good for us because he, he has been playing some of the best golf of anyone. I, I agree. You know what? In taking a look, I've got it sort of bracketed out as through now we get to this point. I've got two sort of clusters of groups, and he was at the top of my list. As you mentioned, he in many ways, in you know, in the past, he would have been the 10th automatic. We, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we were getting that, which is two captain's picks. So the wins, the the play, I love the putting. We have historically begged and pleaded for captains to bring in more good putting. Harris English does that. Um I think he's a guy that is really, really eager to be on this team too. We know that the American players all want to be Ryder Cup players, but there's something about the way that I think he has gone through this season and has shown himself towards the end where he really wants to be. I I think he's going to get the pick, and I think that he probably should be there. The next guy I want to talk to you guys about has plenty of experience, can be divisive. What do we think right now about Patrick Reed? Where, where, Where are we in terms of like, do you think, let me put this one to you, Shoot first. Should Patrick Reed be on this team? Would you pick him, and do you think Stricker picks him? Well, I actually wanted to hear what Steve had to say about his health because he got to watch really closely over at the Tour Championship. But I think the whole thing with his health is is the out that Steve Stricker maybe – I don't know if he wanted it, but it's the one – if he's got it sitting there on a, on a platter, if he wants – if he doesn't want to take uh, – Patrick Reed. I mean, I think Patrick Reed, because he is such a divisive figure, he had to make the, he had to earn his spot, and he didn't. He had his chance. He, he's on the outside, and then you add in this health thing. I, I don't think I would take him, uh, but at the same time, he lives for this, and he could be a guy who who gets three or four points, and you know, kind of like like in uh, in a few good men. You want this guy on the wall. You want him to be there for us. He's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna do the the dirty work for us, but but at the same time, I I don't know if the team if the team USA really wants him this time, and if they don't want him, they have the perfect out with his health situation. Steve, what do you say? Well, first of all, I think the uh, healthiest that Patrick looked was on Sunday after the final round. I think the most upbeat he sounded was on Sunday of the final round, and there's been a little little campaign for Kevin Na and suggesting, you know, he's played very well, but suggesting, can you just imagine what Kevin Na would do to the European team if he'd be walking in putts and, you know, he'd agitate them. Well, there's no bigger agitator for the Americans than Patrick Reed. And I would pick Patrick Reed. Um, I like the fact he's got three Ryder Cups under his belt. I like the fact he's never lost in singles in the Ryder Cup. I like the fact that, I would send him out with Bryson DeChambeau and there's, you know, been talk here and there. You got to find somebody who can play with Bryson DeChambeau. And we've said Harris English will play with anybody. And we have said that Tony Finau will play with anybody. And it's true, but Patrick Reed would want to play with Bryson DeChambeau and go in four balls knowing there's Bryson. He's already going to make six birdies. We're on the first tee. I mean, in four balls, Patrick Reed, who might be still, we were interviewing him on Thursday after his first round, and he had played with Joaquin Neiman. And Joaquin stopped the interview. We had a little scrum going. He goes, guys, he has to t- teach me how to get up and down. Best short game in the game. Best short game in the game. And he's an outstanding putter, outstanding chipper. 
yeah, I'd like to have known that he didn't have double pneumonia. I would like to have not had what happened in Paris happen, but it was three years ago. And I think there's been enough time that it won't matter as much as it might have two years ago. I mean, last year. But um, as far as my 11th pick, it, it would be Patrick Reed. And I think he will be healthy enough and he will contribute. And I would like to see what he and Bryson DeChambeau would do in four balls. I think it's a huge advantage if you're somebody who thinks that Patrick Reed should be on this team. And I see all the arguments to have him. The fact that it's a home game rather than going on the road. I think that he will inspire the American crowd at Whistling Straits tremendously. He will get everybody fired up. Um, I don't know if it'll be the most loved team that, that we've ever seen. If you put him with DeChambeau, it will certainly be the most watched. People will be glued in to see exactly what you're going to get from two guys who can really sort of stir the pot, if you will, with Bryson and Patrick Reed. I love the putting. I'm not sure if the other parts of it. Patrick Reed in some ways that in this way is like Phil Mickelson, who I don't think, obviously we know he's not on this team, but in some ways the last few years, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. You can get tremendous short game, getting up and down from everywhere. Guy who makes a lot of birdies and doesn't back up, which in match play can be infuriating and can be a wonderful recipe for success. But if you put Patrick Reed on the team and he starts missing and spraying fairways and doesn't come out making putts right away, you're going to get second guess left, right, and center because Patrick Reed can do that from time to time. I, I am torn. I do not have him as one of the guys that I was going to take because, as Adam, you mentioned the health. But I can also see the fact that we've got about two and a half or three more weeks. And, and Steve, if you're telling me that he looked good and he sounded good just on Sunday and he's got plenty of time this week and next week to get his body healthy, to get his respiratory system back up, to start practicing a little bit more and get all that under his belt, I can see the argument. What about Daniel Berger? Let me throw this one to you, Shoop. I mean, I, I think that Daniel Berger is quietly never seems to he he never seems to be mentioned in these things. But I look at the numbers and I look at the play. I would love to see him and Colin Morikawa match together because their games mesh. I think really well. And Berger outputs Colin Morikawa by a million. Um, what do you think about Berger on the Ryder Cup? Do, does he get a pick, and should he get a pick? Berger's my number number 10 pick, maybe even my number nine pick. I mean, I just I, – I think this guy's just a gamer. He gets a lot out of his game. I think his low ball flight is ideal for, uh, for whistling straights. I loved him at the President's Cup. Remember when he played at Liberty National? He was just – Oh, yeah. We, the, the U.S. was dominating, and he just wanted to bury them. He just wanted to step on their throats. I, I love – I think he's got the right mentality – for playing in, in match play. Um, I like that he has really improved his iron game and he's, you know, top going with your rankings, number five in strokes gain approach to the green. So there's yep. a lot to really like about his game. And I think he fits in well with the team. He was saying yesterday that he gets along with anybody and he feels like he could play with just about anybody. And then going real wonky on stats data golf, as you know, they rank him as the fourth most deserving to just make the team. So, I mean, He's got to be somewhere in that 12. And, and I think uh, just reading through some of the tea leaves, I feel like he's already been told he's made the team. And I, I really have him as almost a lock. Steve, what do you think? Do, do you think that uh, – what, what do you think are his chances of getting the selection, getting a call from, from Stricker to be on the team? Well, if it, what is true that he told us that he's been in a lot of contact with, with uh, Strix, 
Um, and Kevin Knott told us that he hasn't been in contact with Strix. That bodes well for Berger. Daniel was my 12th guy or my 11th, and Reed, Reed and Daniel were, were my 11th and 12th to pick, fill out the team. Um, Berger is – he can get in – he can be a thorn in your side. Um, he never gives up. Um, he won at Pebble, you know, staring down Jordan Spieth, who was obviously the fan favorite at Pebble, and everybody was cheering for him. Berger didn't care. Makes eagle on the 72nd hole. That's what Berger does. He's played well since then in, in spots. Um, I could, you know, be talked out of a, a Daniel Berger because he's not the longest guy in the world, but I'm not going to be talked out of it for this Ryder Cup. I think Daniel Berger will play very well, and he can be paired with an awful lot of guys, and uh, he'd be a good partner. Um, the one player then, you know, and maybe this is a name that that – you know, comes up uh, for somebody. We haven't mentioned Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson to me is one of one of the last guys that sort of goes along with a generation of players. You know, maybe not like a twenty year generation, but like we're not going to have Tiger Woods at this uh, Ryder Cup. We're not getting Phil Mickelson. We're not getting Zach Johnson in a playing capacity. We're not getting um, you know any number of these different players that have been going along. The Stuart Sinks of the world are are not going to be there. Um, Webb Simpson, I sort of associate or lump in with these guys that just seem to automatically be in all these team competitions. Steve, where do you think Webb Simpson is? Does he get a call? Should he get a call? What, what do you think? It sounds like you do not have him on your list. Do you think Stricker looking for experience goes that way? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think it helped that he didn't get to the Tour Championship. Um, yeah, I think he has more scar tissue than anybody on the team. I mean, he's 0-3 in the Ryder cup. I think DJ's one in three. I think those are the two that have the most scar tissue. And a lot of people say, Hey, we need new blood because this Ryder cup team has so much tart scar tissue, but actually I don't think they have a whole lot of scar tissue. I mean, there's some guys have lost one and you know, Jordan Spieth's gone one in, I mean, one and two. Do you think Jordan Spieth has scar tissue? No. Patrick Reed, one and two. You think he has scar tissue? No. Um, DJ, scar tissue doesn't bother DJ, so I don't think the scar tissue argument matters at all. Webby, the what's going for Webby is I think you'd have a you know a vote and it probably one A and one B or or they would tie as the nicest human beings on the PGA tour, and that's Webb Simpson and Tony Finau. Um so he can play with anybody. I mean, he played with Patrick Reed on the President's Cup, and he put up with all of that stuff that the Australians were yelling at Reed. And he got angry. Um, Webb Simpson got angry. Um, so he can play with anybody, but I just don't think his body of work is enough to put him over Berger. And if it's a flip of a coin between Reed and Webby, mine lands on Reed. Shoot, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I, you know, I agree. The fact that he's never won, I know he, he wants it really badly, but I think Webb Simpson's hurt by the fact that this wasn't played a year ago. He was playing some of the best golf of any American player, anybody in the Agreed. world. And he, you know, he dealt with COVID. He, he just had a, a, a strange year and I don't think he's that far off. I think he could contribute and, and be, be a good member of this team. Maybe a guy Stricker turns to if, if Kepka uh, can't go have another veteran, somebody who's been through the battles before, but, uh, I also think it's a it's a more of a bomber's course, big ballpark, as Steve said earlier, and um, 
and maybe the, although a couple of the guys I'm going to mention are not long bombers, long hitters, but there's just something I, I think we're going to go without Webb this time. I, I think Stricker's going to look elsewhere. I, I agree. I, I think it's the same thing. I think the fact that he wasn't at East Lake, um, I haven't seen sort of the signature Webb Simpson moment. I think that you're picking him for being good putter, being good team guy, having a lot of experience. But but I think that there are better guys. I think just today, right now to give the Americans a chance to win and you can get some of those other things. There's so many assistants. There's so many players who are sort of in this pipeline right now. I don't know that you necessarily have to get just one more year out of Webb Simpson. I want to ask you guys, we've mentioned a couple of people already. There have been some growing interest, uh, a little bit of, you know, sort of canvassing to try and get some of these guys in there. Um, Kevin Kisner. Kisner's name gets, you know, marched around and and brought up. Um, I get it. The, the guy's a tenacious competitor, uh, you know, the match play, good putting. He's terrible off the tee and from the fairway, statistically. And I know that in a lot of these cases, like, you throw out the stats. Well, let me put it out to you this way. I mean, like, what what do you think or what – build me a case, or you obvious guys obviously don't build, believe in the case. Shupak, let's go with you first. No, no on Kevin Kisner, correct? I'm a yes on Kevin Kisner. Oh, okay, nice. Build me, give me your I'm case on Kisner. In, I'm buying in on Kevin Kisner. I just I love the bulldog man. This guy, he's our okay. Ian Poulter. He's our Ian Poulter. We need someone like him. And you know, this is match play. This is not stroke play. And he's just mm-hmm. he's phenomenal at the WGC match play. He's won that event before. He just won a last in the in, a, in the most recent month at the Wyndham Championship. So he figured out his game. He's playing all right. I think he's a guy I would love to see him paired with Dustin Johnson. He's not a long ball hitter, but you put those two guys together in alternate shot, I, I think they would be great together. They, they grew up together. They've known each other a long time. I think their personalities would work really well. I think I just think Kevin Kister is going to earn us points, and that's what all I care about. I don't care about how many wins they had, whether they made the tour championship. I think we've, we've gotten in this habit of picking the same sort of players over and over and I, I think we should have had Kevin Kisner last time. I think the course would have been even better then. I'm a little, you know, Whistling Straits not as good a venue for Kevin Kisner, but still, I just think the guy knows how to win. I I, I think that's a, that's the case. I mean, Steve Tomaglio, let, let me ask you, um, you know, the, this whole mentality, the mentally tough, grind it out, figure out a way to win guy, Kevin Kisner. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, no. The, yeah. course is, <laughs> the course is just too long. Okay. Um, and I love Kiz, but he's told us it's too long. He says he's never going to win at Beth Page, and Beth Page isn't as long as Whistling Straits, and there's a potential for a lot more wind at Whistling Straits than there would be at Beth Page. And he, he's mentioned some other golf courses, that, like Torrey Pines. Yep. They're just too long for him. And he's not the same player when the courses are too long. And – if he in his mind knew he had to make his case, he didn't play well at all in those first two um, playoff events. Now, granted, he had won at Wyndham. And coming off a win, sometimes it drains a lot of players. And then Caves Valley was just a wide-open ballpark with 50-yard-wide fairways and 40-yard-wide greens and 27-under. I mean, that, that's where Bryson DeChambeau shot the lowest score in relation to par of anybody in the PGA Tour history who didn't win. You know, he lost in the playoff to Cantley. It was just a shooting gallery. And Kevin can't do that there. I just think the course is too long. I mean, you're looking at five holes 
that could play 490 or longer par fours. You're going to two par threes that are going to play at least 220. I think they're going to set one up close to 250, depending on the win. And these are crosswinds. Um, yes, he's a, an extremely good ball striker from 150 in, but he's got to get to 150, and I just don't know if he can. Um, I just I, I don't see it, not over the, the body of work and the other uh, candidates. Steve, is that your same problem with Kevin Na? Kevin, um, yeah. I just don't think he's long enough. Now, here's a guy who's T2 two times in his last six events. He's in form, plus he tied with John Rahm for the lowest score at the Tour Championship last week. Um, and he tied for fourth at the Tour Championship. I mean, third. He finished third at the Tour Championship. And he can put the lights out. But, again, he's got to get to the putting green. Um and I didn't like the fact that he told us earlier in the week that, no, I haven't been in contact at all with Strix. Whereas Spieth was telling us he was in contact with him. Um, Berger was in contact with him. Um, Patrick has talked with him occasionally. Um, but the fact that, I mean, it sounded like he hadn't even called Strix once. I don't know if that bodes well. And then on Sunday he was saying, I, I should be consideration. And he should be. He should be. Mm-hmm. You give him another 15 to 20 yards off the tee, he would be. But I just don't think he's long enough for whistling straights. Shoe pack, what do you think? I think he earned a spot. I think he did. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Make your case. I, I, I really, you know, I'm like going against myself because I really do think you got to pick, you know, look at the venue. I just think both Ian, more Kisner, I just think it's just a killer. Uh, but I, I just think both these guys. I don't. I wouldn't put them out all five sessions. I wouldn't. I think. But I think in alternate shot, you put them like you put him with DeChambeau, and then he's in the he's hitting from you know the the type of part of the golf course that he's familiar with, where he can still take advantage. And he's such a great scrambler. He knows how to get the ball in the hole. I think he. I think he would really thrive. I think he really wants it. And and is he's in the best form of, of, of these guys. He's in better form than Jordan Spieth. He's in better form than Jordan Spieth right now. And um, you know, maybe even Xander. But you know, Xander hasn't won anything. Kevin Nas won. He won earlier this year. I, I think he's done enough with this late run that um that I would take him. Well that's so, you're you're counting on if I heard you correctly, DeChambeau, an alternate shot. Uh, I don't know about that. Run. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to put Bryson DeChambeau out there in alternate shot. Um, so, you know, Kevin wouldn't have an advantage. Now, you get a, a, long, a, a maybe a straighter, longer hitter, but I, I just don't see Bryson DeChambeau playing alternate shot. Um, but again, yes, he did. He won in the fall, and he's been close three times now in the last six tournaments. He's in form. But I, I just don't think the body of work the last actually three years um, is enough to overtake other guys. Shoot. Yeah, he's I think he's a number 12 guy or it, it I, I think I don't think he's enough in the boys club. Actually, I think is the biggest thing again against him. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. That's the thing. Now, yes, you, I, I agree. Please continue your I thought. Mean, but I think he's hit it. more like I would take him than I think Stricker's going to take him for Kevin Na. Um, I think he's done enough, but I, I think for Stricker and the the back room, 
vice captains, I think they're going to go a little more Harris English, or I feel like Webb Simpson maybe has a better chance than Kevin Na when, it, when you get right down to it. So there's a player that we have not talked about once, we haven't named yet, who has won the season on the PGA Tour, has two runner-up finishes, a third place, eight top tens, and finished in the top 15 in strokes gained total, meaning the whole, the whole package. Sam Burns is somebody whose name has been around tops of leaderboards quite a bit this season. Um, his short game is nothing to write home about. He putts, lights out. Excellent putter. Very good off there. Again, new blood. Steve, I think you brought up a good you know, example. Like, you know, there's not a ton of negative scar tissue on some of these guys. They've tasted defeat, but it's not like they've gone 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 in Ryder Cups like some previous generations of players. Um, the other one to me that we haven't talked about at all is Jason Kokrak. Um, Kokrak, you know, again, is not in the boys club per se, but he has multiple wins this season on the PGA Tour, is an amazingly good putter. I, I was surprised every tournament, it seemed, the guy just kept making putts, which leads to multiple wins. Is there any way that you see these guys getting the nod? Because it would be, I think, a little bit surprising but I would also kind of like to see either one of those, to be honest with you, especially Burns, myself. Steve, what do you think? Not ahead of another person we haven't mentioned yet, Scotty Scheffler. Um, well, yeah. Scotty Scheffler can bomb it. Um, three top tens in the majors. He hasn't won. But in one of the ugliest final matches, um, Billy Horschel did beat um, ah. Scheffler in the match play. Um, but – Ahead uh, of you know Burns, I think there was a string where he had four sixty fours in eight rounds sp- stretched over three tournaments, um, and he was sort of a little dull uh, compared to what he was coming into the playoffs. At the end of the playoffs, I just don't know. Again, I said it before. I just don't know if the body of work, his especially of late, his body of work of late is enough um, to have him go instead of Scheffler or to have him go instead of Daniel Berger, or to have him go instead of Patrick Reed or Harris English. I, I, I don't see it myself. Um, and, you know, like you said, we had talked about a lot of guys, and we hadn't talked about Burns or Kokrak or Scheffler. We haven't brought up Billy Horsher, who was a long shot bid, um, which just shows you the wealth of talent that Strix can pick from. So maybe sometime we will find out that Strix was saying, that's the perfect match for that guy. That's why I'm taking him. That's the perfect match for that guy. That's why I'm taking him. And we'll all be, I don't either surprise or, gen- or, or say, yeah, okay, Strix knows what he's doing. So I just think there's too many guys ahead of Kokrak, Burns, and Scheffler for them to make the team. Uh one of the things, I mean, you just sort of got a little bit, but we had not mentioned before that um, Billy Horschel. How much do you think we should value, not value, it's just too too long ago, um, Adam, that win that he had at the WGC match play? I mean, we're, we're going to be playing match play, but that win is, a, you know, a win's a win was a long time ago. What, what if anything, do you put value on that with? Yeah, I, I really think that they should move the match play much closer to the Ryder Cup. I think it would be a great – I just think it, like, sets the stage for the Ryder Cup and also gives the captains a much better sense of, of who would be great in this environment. Um, I think that was – you know, for Billy Orschel, it did happen a long time ago. 
I would not be disappointed to see Billy Horschel on this team. I, I, I think he is more, much more of a long shot, but I think he's got the right temperament and um, he's play, he played, he just played well this past week. I think he's in good form. I'd be okay with him. I just don't think he's going to get selected. I, I think Sam Burns, I would, I would be pretty excited if, if, uh, if he was picked, I think he's the real deal. I think he's going to win a few events in the, in the next, you know, I think he's going to be a solid player for, the next five, 10 years. And I actually think that it was a huge learning experience for him when he kind of folded on the back nine at Riviera, but then showed how much he learned from that when he closed it out at Tampa, uh, you know, in March. And he's been solid all season. I I don't think, I think he's going to be on the outside looking in, but I I would be really excited if, if Steve Stricker went with him because I, I do like the idea of some new blood. And I think, he, he would be actually uh, a pretty tough out and, and, and a guy that could, that would be a good fit for the venue. Jason Kokrak that we brought up, I don't think has a chance, but, but if they want to go by like analytics, I think he'd be great at whistling straights. But I just, again, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's in yep. the boys club, so to speak. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know, Steve, if you've, you know, how much value you put in that. I, I, I do. I, I agree that, that there are too many guys that he would have to leapfrog over it's an excellent season. I think it's tremendous progress for Jason Kokrak, obviously to win multiple times in the PGA Tour and to be in this conversation legitimately and to have earned his way here. The next step is to to get on the team because a year, two, three years ago, we're not talking about Jason Kokrak to you know as a potential Ryder Cup guy. He's he's earned that. Um, I love the idea of Billy Horschel on this team. I don't know if he gets it. I think it's a big part. Steve, you as you said before, um, to me he becomes like the John Wick guy in this. He would he would lop off a finger if he thought that it would earn him an extra point in this Ryder Cup. I think he would be tenacious, which I would love. Um, his putting has improved. He's a streaky player. He's won a FedEx Cup because of his streakiness. We've delayed you know, some of these decisions because of what Billy did a few years ago. Um, all right, so let's, let's sort of bring this thing home here a little bit. We, we believe that we hope... The top six qualifiers, now including Kepka, will be there. All three of us are in agreement on the next three guys, Tony Fino, Xander Shoffley, and Jordan Speed. So that theoretically would give us nine. Steve, give me, with health, everybody healthy, who are your next three players that, that you would pick? Be Harris English, Daniel Berger, and Patrick Reed. Shoepack. I'm taking uh, Daniel Berger, Kevin Kisner, and Kevin Na. Okay. Um, he just took three guys, of his guys on the tour. Oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> he's he's going a different direction. He's going. Well, you know what? He's going a different direction. I'm taking English Burger and Horschel. Um, I had Horschel. What's that? I'm just joking. We're playing Le Golf National this time, right? Ah, uh, it's just yeah. Whatever. If if we don't get Kepka, which would be a really bad thing because I think you know you've talked about length. We want grittiness. You know, a nice amount of experience. Kepka is somebody we want on this team. If he is not able to play, who would be your one additional player, Steve, that you would take? I go with Scheffler. I just think that course is the determining factor. It is so long. And if any any damaging winds show up, any you know forceful winds show up, and a lot of them are crosswinds, but you can be playing into the wind, downwind, I just want the long guy. I just want the longest guy there. Um, and if Brooks can't go, 
you put in Scheffler. I mean, it would have been really intriguing if Burns and Scheffler just did a hair more together because they grew up playing together. And that you could have put those two guys out there in four balls. That would have been something else. But um, I, I, I would opt for length. And so my guy, if Brooks would have to would have to be replaced or if they agree that there's going to be a 13th person there in case of COVID concerns, my guy would be Scotty Scheffler. Adam Shupak, if you get one bonus sort of under those conditions, a COVID guy or somebody to take the place of Brooks, who do you take? I'm going to go off the off the board again. I'm going Will Zalatoris. Ah, the best. Will Zalatoris. Make your argument. I mean, he's been a top 10 machine. Precision iron play. U.S. junior champ, a beast in the Walker Cup. I mean, he had an incredible year. He's got the length. I, I think he's. I think he would be. I almost wanted to take him as my twelfth guy, but I. I knew. I knew Demeglio would give me too much crap. He's going to give you too much crap as it is, anyways. Just considering him for the thirteenth. I mean, obviously, I asked the right guy. Is is it too long ago for Horschel's win at the WGC match play to mean anything? If you're going back to like Walker Cup, you know stuff. So I mean, the guy um, who won the the Masters. Come on, he's he's legit. I, he's going to be. He'll probably be on the next team, but why not? Let's take him for this team. He's he's going to be a star. I, I think the three of us all would agree that that he is a very very bright future. It's a joke that he hasn't. You know, it's a once hopefully hopefully in a generation thing that he was not able to get full PGA Tour membership. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play for a long long time. If I'm given one bonus pick, I take Sam Burns. Um, I, I think Burns has earned his way there. I love what you can do from a matchup standpoint with him. Um, I love his consistency, and I think that he would really do well. I like the Scotty Scheffler idea. I also like the idea of pairing the guys who made the final in the WGC match play and sort of having both of them be there around together. Um, but Sam Burns has just showed me over the course of the season a little bit more. I was impressed that he made um, you know, the Tour Championship, and I, I just like the whole package. I like everything about it. So um we will be getting these picks very soon we will be getting the full rosters very soon um steve any final thoughts anything that uh, that we should have covered that we didn't what do you what do you think though no i would just say it's it's just going to be one great week i mean we got strix's picks on wednesday and then patty harrington for europe is going to make his uh three selections uh two hours after the bmw pga championship at wentworth and a lot of interesting stuff can happen there. Um, no, I think both teams are shaping up very well. Um, and Europe, I know they've won seven of the last nine on this golf course in front of a, on you know away soil. It would be hard pressed, but they would be more than up to it to make it eight out of ten. Chupac, I'll give you uh, some final thoughts. What are you, uh, what are you thinking? Are you how, how much when it really comes down to it, Chupac? How many surprises, if any, do you think we're really going to get from Stricker? None. I, I think he's going to – I mean, the best – so if he wanted to just blow the world away, he, he names his 11, and with his 12, he names Anthony Kim and tells us that Anthony Kim's been practicing for six months for this, and the whole world would tune in. Oh, that would be too much. It would be the greatest thing ever. I'd plant. I would absolutely plant. One thing I do like that that Stricker's done. He's got he's got he's getting at least ten, maybe all twelve guys when they're selected are going to go to Whistling Straits uh, this weekend, Sunday, Monday, 
and for, for some practice rounds. There are a bunch of guys that have never played there before, from Colin Morikawa uh, down. There's there's some guys that need to, you know, they need to get some reps, some local knowledge. I think that that we're really doing a better job of of uh, preparation than we used to back in the day, and I think that could make a big difference. It, it, we know it as like a home field advantage, but to really have the home field advantage and and get there early, prep as a team, I think this is going to be the first time they've ever done this this close to the event. I think is is genius on their part. Awesome. And g- genius on your part, you guys, for being prepped up and all set for this fun conversation. I cannot wait for the Ryder Cup. We've got a couple weeks to amp up for it, but uh, check out golfweek.com for continued coverage from both of these guys, Adam Shupak and Steve DiMeglio. I'm David Dusek from Golf Week.